Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 68, Fear and Faith. So let's start off with some of the articles I want to recommend to you. Uh, then I'll get into the major uh, topic that we're discussing in, in on this podcast today. First article I'd like to recommend is from Doug Casey's International Man. And as you know, I usually have one at least every week. The article is from Friday, uh, November 19th. It's uh, with David Stockman on the coming Black Swan. And basically, I'll give you the premise behind it. The massive leveraging of U.S. non-financial businesses over the last several decades is utterly incompatible with the stock market cap rising from 62 to 204% of GDP. So right now, U.S. business economy is carrying 13 times more leverage than it did 50 years ago. And that's why Stockman is predicting a black swan event going forward. Another article I want to recommend to you is from the Pew, that's P-E-W, Research Center. It was um, released on Saturday, November 20th. And basically, one of the things I found most encouraging, yet in another way discouraging, was that when people were surveyed, general public was surveyed about the top source of the meaning of life, the number one answer was family. And while that sounds encouraging, maybe in the sense that the complete elements of our culture haven't totally disintegrated, the bad news is that even though it was the top answer, only 38% of the respondents listed family as the number one thing. If we're going to have any hope on a liberty basis of withstanding the onslaught of big government, globalism, uh, corporate clowns, and all that kind of stuff, it's got to be in units of one and more. Unit of one, of course, being yourself and more being those people you love and trust and you surround yourself with. And that begins with the family and ultimately extends out into the community. And then from Luke Lango, L-A-N-G-O, his hypergrowth investing newsletter, he says the metaverse isn't what you think it is. Uh, this article was published on Saturday. He said it's it's an immersive virtual reality, but it's it's not just that. It's more than that. And I would encourage you to read that. Two things I'm doing a lot more research in these days in trying to get a handle on it and an understanding of what's going on are cryptocurrencies and the metaverse. Um, we have these trends typically in the investing world and also in the cultural world of the new best thing. And those two seem to be at the head of the list right now. And I feel that I should probably stay up on them or at least have a sense of what, you know, what their major premises are uh, when I look at them. And so uh, that's why I'm doing a lot of research in those areas. 
typically what I find is I'm not an early adopter. And so typically what I find is that by the time I make a determination and a decision about what to do, the major peak has gone by. All I can do is research and hope that I catch it before it crashes and try to get at least some profitability and stuff uh, on the backside of the bell curve. So we'll see how I do. Hope you do better. Bill Bonner's diary, Rogue Economics, from Saturday, November 20th. Higher energy prices will fuel food crisis. I did... uh, I did some shopping on Saturday, grocery shopping. I usually go in about once a week. I get I get a small number of items. This time my wife went with me. We pretty much filled the basket and uh, sticker shock. Even though I knew it was coming, I knew that particular items that I shop for on a on a regular basis were higher than they were before. But I was kind of shocked by the aggregate like it isn't just one thing it's everything and there's certain parts of the store shelves we shopped at a mire i should add certain number of the store shelves that were uh empty or at least sparse and uh I, that, that didn't shock me i've been studying and following this stuff but n- nevertheless the intellectual the perceptive uh sense versus the real sense, the actual hands-on encounter, was a little disconcerting for me. I do believe that the energy crisis is going to lead to a food crisis and food shortage, but there are a number of other things, too. Restrictive government being number one. And obviously, restrictive government is the biggest player in the current energy crisis that we have right now with this seemingly super-speeded, super-fast transition to electricity with a fragile grid uh, away from fossil fuels uh, at a breakneck speed, which seems to me is this, it, it may be wise in the long term. It's certainly not wise in the short term in this fast effort that they're making right now to do that. And a final article I want to recommend to you is from John Rappaport. That's J-O-N-R-A-P-P-O-P-O-R-T. Probably popping my P's on the microphone here. He has a a, a, a column uh, about the Matrix that he writes about. It's nomorefakenews.com, uh, the real news from John Rappaport. And he's talking about individual versus controllers. And that hits it to me. I think I I, I love the way John writes. He's uh he's written a lot about the matrix and how it operates right now. He also is an individualist and a believer in individual liberty and sovereignty. Um he may go a little far at times for my taste, but that's just because I'm old and slow perhaps. But uh I would encourage you to read that. It's called The Individual Versus the Controllers, and it came out on Saturday the 20th. Uh, Give you some insight into how John thinks um, the dynamic is going on right now between us as people and those who 
claim or desire uh, or, or wish to control us. Um, so that's going to take me into my faith and fear talk or fear and faith talk right now. Given all the economic indicators we have, in addition to the potential shortage of food, whether because of supply chain or production issues or whatever, that there is room and there is reasoning for people to fear. Um, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not that fearful. I mean, I'm sure I'm cautious. Um, I'm taking some steps to minimize the potential impact of all that, but I'm not going crazy about it. I haven't run in a backhoe to dig a bunker. Probably should, but I haven't. Um, I'm not stocking up uh, 788 pounds of rice, although I have some. Uh, I'm, I'm taking what I feel reasonable steps. Uh, who knows, though? Who knows what the outcome could be? We could have a Chinese missile fire at 48,000 feet and create an electronic mic, uh, pulse throughout the whole country, knock out our grid. We could have just a failure of the grid because of its fragility, its nature. Uh, we could have more restrictive laws in California that limit the number of trucks available to haul uh goods from the ports to the rest of the country. Although Florida's Ron DeSantis and others on the east or east southeast are making efforts to try to divert those backed up ships over to their harbors and so forth. But nevertheless, between the political realm, the corporate realm, and the natural weaknesses or cracks in the infrastructure of, of how our nation operates in our economy, I feel we're heading into a period of time where there's going to be some danger. And it, it may be momentary. It, it may be long-term. We don't know that yet. Certainly the market is, is valued way too high for the value of, of what's there and in individual corporate stocks and so forth. Um, they're all betting on a future that may or may not be bleak. So I guess there is some, some basis for fear. But that's where my personal faith comes into play here. And whether you have it or not, I would certainly encourage you to explore it. I am a Christian. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe God is alive. Back when I was a young kid, God is dead was a big deal. And I got to tell you, I considered it back at the time because I didn't see the hand of God present in everything. There are some who are deists who insist that he made it and he decided to sit down and rest and watch it develop. Others are theists saying he is active and encouraged uh, and involved in everyday aspects of our lives. I believe he is, but I also not one of those people that believe that he's going to come and pluck me out of whatever uh, misfortune I'm facing just because I'm special. I believe that sometimes our suffering and our challenges and the pains we go through 
are to help us realize and understand more about how insignificant we are as individuals, even though I believe in free will and the sovereignty of the individual, we're still a speck of sand on the beach of life. And uh, so that all this difficulty that we are facing hasn't really challenged my faith. In many respects, it's strengthened it because I've decided with all the stuff going on, we still have the wonder and beauty of the earth. We still have the magnificence of the universe. And as we see during this COVID thing, how various parts of the body react and how all the cells seem to have their own little map about what to do and where to go, even down to the molecule and atomic levels, how it is all intertwined and works so intricately and so wonderfully. So at the time we're going through all this stress and difficulty, I found reasons to be amazed and awed by what I see. And even though my life and maybe the lives of those I love and care about deeply may be under real stress in these times, whether it be economic or things like food and heat and and electricity and all those things that put a real stress on our lives. I also think it's an opportunity for us to go back and get in touch with who we are, what matters to us most, and what is worth fighting and dying for. And I would say the people I love and the liberty I cherish are two things I've come to decide are important for dying for. People would say, well, are you willing to die for God? I don't have to die for God. God will make that call for me. He'll decide whether or not I'll be dying for him. All I can say is I'm willing, ready, and able, should he call on me to do that. Well, I don't mean to be somber. In fact, out of all this, I want to give you a sense of hope, because in my faith, I have found hope that it's all going to work out. Maybe not the way I want it to, but it'll work out for the good in the end. That's Living Liberty for today. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with those you love. And until next time, I'm Charlie Earle. Live free, stay free, and be free.